Hello, and welcome to Journey Through Limbo, a podcast presented on the Crit Hit Wild Network. This is episode three. Um, we appreciate you continuing to listen to our uh, wonderful excursion through the land of Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, I'm, Jay- I'm your host, Jason. Uh, joining me this week is, my, as usual, my co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you? I want to bring up right at the top, we had a piece of, of viewer mail we had a piece oh, of no. I, I don't want to I don't I don't want to call it fan mail because it wasn't. Uh, somebody said that I'm too down on myself. <laughs> that is true. I heard that which uh, is, sometimes you could be an Eeyore. So, which is hilarious because I thought I was doing really well. I thought I was being very positive, <laughs> but but that, that kind of just says how bad it is <laughs> normally, you know. <laughs> well, that. I guess we'll have that sometimes, but without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, and I do appreciate you bringing that up because we have got a lot of feedback. Um, <laughs> please continue to give us feedback. Uh, we have a our email address is jtlcast at gmail dot com, or we have a Twitter handle at jtlcast. Um, you can check us out there. I'll plug those at the end of the episode as well. That said, um, we have a guest joining us this week. Um, our guest is Jared from uh, our neighbor Charleston Meta. Uh, Jared, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Excited to be on the cast. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for coming on. We're really excited to have you. Uh, I want to give you a couple minutes here to tell us a little bit about yourself, tell us a little bit about your uh, gaming background, and just kind of introduce yourself for those who may not know you. Uh, yeah. Uh, my name is Jared. Uh, I'm also known as Sev on the Discord servers, so if you happen to play me on TTS or you're in any of the TTS servers or Discord servers, uh, that's where you can find me. Uh, funny, funny thing. If you have played me, uh, my profile picture on Discord is actually not me, but it is my best friend trying to catch a shrimp in his mouth. So, uh, a little bit of messing with him there. So, if you see me have an odd picture of a dude trying to catch shrimp, that's me. If you can't remember, Sev, but um, I uh, am one of the creators and help run the Crit Hit Wild YouTube channel, and we also do the podcast. Um, just a fun project that me and a few guys at our LGS decided to put together and just make content just for fun. So it's been a blast. We've gotten a lot of really cool feedback on it. We've, uh, talked to a lot of really cool people. We love seeing comments and stuff all the time. So all in all, it's just been a really fun experience. Um, uh, play history. Uh, I actually probably can, can trade to a lot of people that you probably will have on the cast. I actually did not start playing miniatures games until I was 25, I think. I uh, got into miniatures games uh, a while back, getting into War Machine and Hordes. That was actually my very first miniatures game, and that's how I was able to meet uh, Jason, uh, I think, one of the local tournaments. I can't remember if I met you first at a tournament or if it was at a, at a game day. I, I think it was a game night, actually. I, I came down for a I few so. of your, your like, regular game nights, and then I used to, when my parents lived in southern West Virginia, I would come down a lot um, around the holidays and game with you guys. So I, I think it was one of those times that we actually met and then started doing the tournament series and got to know you a little bit better through that. Yep. Uh, we, we had a good time with uh, War Machine Hordes. We... Uh, had quite a good state thing going there for a while, so I competed um, pretty heavily in a lot of that stuff. Um, I've kind of messed with 40K on and off, but not really. Um, and then I got into MCP pretty heavily 
pretty much at launch. So as soon as the game launched, I was all in. Granted, that was kind of coming up on the time where COVID was a big thing. So getting together to play was a little bit rough, but pretty much once I found out who the developers were for MCP, I was pretty much all on board. And then I just love the IP in general. So been playing since launch. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Brad, I remember the the week that it launched. Um, that weekend actually was like Thanksgiving weekend, and I came down and I remember Brad and I give uh, getting you a demo in that that very first weekend. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So, uh, Jared, real quick before we get started, what affiliations do you like to play? What 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 would you say your favorite affiliation is? Oh, geez. Um, favorite affiliation is a tough one. Um. I've I've enjoyed playing Dormammu. Um, I've I've played him quite a bit. I'm currently playing Avengers, which if anyone's listened to our Wildcast, I'm kind of trying to stick with them for a little bit. It just in general across any game that I play ever, especially in RPGs, I have multiple classes. I really suffer from like role and faction identity, and I just kind of I just bounce around like crazy. I just this game's so much fun that I, I just love trying everything, and unfortunately, I haven't found anything that I stick with all the time. But um, I, I'm really enjoying Avengers right now. Uh, they're they're a lot of fun to play. Like I said, I've been really enjoyed playing Dormammu. Um, but those two are probably probably about my favorite, I think, right now. But awesome. Okay, well, that gives us a little bit of a a teaser. Then uh, I think that is where we can uh, meet our first uh commercial break here brian go ahead and take it away as always and of course this episode is sponsored by cerebromcp.com that's right you're all in one resource for marvel crisis protocol now featuring tags for different cards when it's time to go all in on your stupid magical christmas land combo that's never gonna work but maybe it will but it won't uh cerebromcp.com that's C-E-R-E-B-R-O-M-C-P dot com. And make sure to let Brad know that his beard looks stupid. Thank you, Brian. And thank you, Cerebro MCP, <laughs> for always providing um, our necessary needs for uh, funding for this podcast. Uh, the uh, Brad really should give us a raise soon. Yeah, yeah. All right, so... Realistic. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say realistically, uh, well, okay. I had a kind of an issue the last time that Brad paid us because all he did was roll up with his car when we were on the parking lot and he threw loose change at us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was really, it was really inconvenient and, and really it, it yeah. actually kind of hurt. It wasn't just like he threw a bunch of change. Like he just took, like he threw a bunch of pennies individually at us. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, I saw him actually take them out of the roll, which I felt was even more because like they were already in the roll. He could have just handed us the rolls, but no, he took the time to take them out individually and chuck them at us. Uh, That's classic Brad. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. really. That's just vintage Brad. Yeah, just just a violent, violent person. Okay, so um, enough (laughs) about Brad. We're we're here to talk about Jared. Uh, So Jared. Let's uh, let's start talking about your list. So, of course, at the top, you need a leader or two. Um, who is who's the first uh, leader that you want to add to your list here? 
Yep. So uh, today I'm got just uh, I guess you could kind of call it a typical Avengers roster, but uh, it's one that I've been messing with. I actually recently took it into uh, the soup salad and sandwich uh, kind of tournament leagues that run on TTS, uh, and it did pretty well. Um, so. I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, starting out, uh, of course, we have Captain America Sam. So being an Avengers roster uh, and primarily playing Sam, he he seemed like the uh, the clear choice to bring. So yeah, Sam's really solid all around. Um, I think that Sam is just a solid three threat before you even get into his leadership. Um, he's just a, a good character. Um, and then his leadership really synergizes well with lots of the Avengers, right? We've started to see some some tankier Avengers be added. Um, and then whenever it... So it takes a lot to take down an Avengers character. So you start talking about, like, Luke Cage, um, who's a very tanky character. You talk about, like, an Iron Man, who's also a very tanky character. Um, then whenever you do um, eventually take one out, then the Sam team gets a... Uh, a benefit from it with that leadership, right? So he's he's pretty solid all around. Yeah, I think that's probably what I mean drew me to Avengers. Is this just a very good leadership? But it just it gives you just so much agency with your own team, and that's just it's very refreshing to play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and his um, his charge with the the shield throw is pretty pretty bonkers too. So. Hmm. All right, so that uh, I, I don't know. Sam kind of speaks for himself. Uh, what do you have anything to add there, Brian? Uh, no, it, it's tough because like I, I love Sam Wilson. He's a, an amazing character, uh, but boy, is he annoying to play against. I yes, hate it. Fair enough. Well, that like I said, that one kind of speaks for itself. What what's the next character you want to talk about here, Jared? What's the next character you're adding to your roster? All right, so I do have a dual leadership for Avengers. So the next character I have is uh, Hulkbuster. Um, I put him in because I I really like him. Uh, just if we completely set the rules aside, I absolutely adored just putting this model together and painting him. Like he's just such a great set piece for the table. So just because of that is probably the first reason why he made it in the roster. He stays in the roster because I mean, his kit is just extremely good and I put him in because you can still bring him with Sam if you want to run the leadership and uh, you can still go fairly wide, even at the sixth threat uh, because a lot of my characters are so cheap. And I really enjoy having that option to kind of audible into the Hulkbuster affiliation for like uh, the um, Asgard matchup or the Brotherhood matchup specifically. I know they're kind of becoming even more and more popular with some of the recent releases. So I, I really enjoy that leadership being able to go into there just in case I run into those matchups. And then I also, in a world where a lot of characters can't push around anything anymore, after the the 1.5 changes, heavy repulsor blast just always having an auto push with no size restriction is just it's a godsend. Add that to hit and run, and he's very mobile. Um, so all in all, his kit is just really good. I mean, the push is excellent, especially into things like criminal syndicate. I I've taken Hulkbuster and Sam leadership against CS a couple times now as I've been running this roster, and it's just been amazing to have just pushing kingpin all over the table and stuff. So. All in all, just I, I'm a very huge fan of this kit. 
Yeah, yeah, he's he's very good. Just to so he's a he's a fairly new character. So just so everyone is aware, I'm going to go ahead and read off his Hulkbuster's leadership ability. Um, when an allied character would suffer damage from a collision, reduce the amount suffered by one. If your squad is using the Hulkbuster's leadership ability, when this character is put into play, you are still using this leadership ability. So that and that has to have to do with the fact um, of him flipping right to the to his other side. Um, mm-hmm. But the um, anyway, that's just the the rules cleanup side of it. But regardless, so yeah, he's he's a very good character. Um, he's got a lot of versatility, like you said. The the pushes. Um, our our um the pushes are are a big deal they're a huge deal um he kind of has the the old classic shuri feel um except he doesn't yeah uh, he costs six threat so and he packs way more way way more punch (laughs) yeah he does a lot more than one damage per shot right so um anyway yeah no he's he's a solid 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 character very scary um i don't enjoy playing against him we have to play against him quite often, don't we, Brian? So it's funny that you mentioned the CS matchup, Jared, because I literally played on the CS side on last Saturday against. So I, I was playing. I was. I, I've been workshopping uh, Daredevil, a fun mm-hmm. new new Daredevil list, and I played into Hulkbuster, and most of what CS does is a lot of throws Mm -hmm. for your zone control. And uh, I kept trying to, I kept trying to throw Luke cage and I kept forgetting and then it did nothing. And uh, I kept throwing stuff at them. I kept throwing them into each other and it was all a big waste of power. And I felt like a big dumb idiot and I hate Hulkbuster, but the model is so cool looking. He is so cool. Like, I, I just kind of wish that Marvel would take some progressive steps and, like, uh, you know, we got to have a 40K reference in every single ish episode of this podcast, so I wish they would kind of, like, turn him into a Redemptor Dreadnought. Like, Tony Stark <laughs> is, now, is now, like, physically fused with the Hulkbuster suit because it's way cooler because I don't want to see his dumb goatee face. I'd rather him just be a giant robot. That's exactly it. <laughs> All right, yeah. So Hulkbuster, that's he's he's good. Spoiler alert, uh, in case you were wondering. So one thing, if I could uh, point out just on him really quick, just for the leadership, uh-huh. if uh, somebody maybe hasn't played against him or is kind of looking to pick him up or whatever, uh, because he reduces the collision uh, suffered by one, there is no minimum to that. So it can just go to flat zero. You see a lot of reductions in this game kind of go down to a minimum of one, but not for that leadership. So it is just super good. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That's very relevant. So, All right. Yeah, so. and also, uh, also Hulkbuster having a throw, a terrain throw that's size four is pretty good. Also, he yeah, is. he has a, yeah, a size four terrain throw, and then he has a, I can't remember if it's size, I think it's size four on his spender. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's not size four character throwing a spender, so. Mm. So he can throw other Hulkbusters. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that, that takes care of our, our leaders here. Um, so, Jared, what's your uh, your first affiliated um, non-leader character? Who are we looking at? 
Okay, so let's kind of start toward the top and work our way down in threat. So the next one I have is uh, kind of the boogeyman, uh, I guess, of MCP right now is uh, Dr. Voodoo. So um, he's just, uh, he's an amazing piece. I I know you guys have kind of talked about him on a previous episode before, but he is just uh, super strong. He's super defensive. Uh, He's always threatening the, the double move possession on key Things like a power core or scroll. Uh, he does have a terrain throw, which is always nice to have. And, I mean, he just generates power like a madman. So he is constantly able to just possess people, especially if you activate him last. And if you go super wide in Sam, there's a good chance that you can have your last activation. So, again, just always threatening the possession for the scenario presence. He's just such a such a key piece. Yeah, he... Um... I, I think I said on our first episode, it's really hard to have him be an affiliated character and not include him in the roster, right? So, oh yeah, I I think that he is the first character that's that's added if you're playing Avengers Convocation or Midnight Suns. I I just don't see why why you would not play him. Um, yeah, Brian, what do you have to say about Doctor Voodoo? Um, you have anything to say to Darius about him? I tip my hat to someone who recognizes the true Sorcerer Supreme. Yes. yes. (laughs) That's it. You get your jab at Doctor Strange in there, too. So, So, I think... I I think that Doctor Voodoo is probably going to get adjusted at some point. I... I don't want that to happen, because I think he's fine as he is, and I think people are... I don't know what it is about miniatures games. You don't see this in card games where people will get tunnel vision on a single piece. And rather than try to play around it or to develop any tech for it, they will just go, no, it's broken. It's broken. (laughs) (laughs) That is that is usually what we hear. (laughs) <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know if you noticed, uh, but when, uh, when Dr. Voodoo possesses someone, yeah, you lose a couple of points, but he's got two physical defense. So you just beat him into the ground and then go about your day. Yep. I think that, um, uh, and I apologize that I can't give proper credit where credit was due, but I do believe I heard it on another podcast, but I think one of the changes that I've heard suggested for him, which I think is probably fine. is just that if he dazes, uh, the brother Daniel token goes back to him. I think that would fix him too. I think that that is, yeah, I think that's a perfectly reasonable. That really should work that way. Anyway, it just doesn't, it seems counterintuitive to how everything else works in the game. Um, Yeah. And because it goes back when he KOs, so why would it not go back when he dazes? Um, it just doesn't, yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I totally agree with that. So. I think if they did that, perfectly fine. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, and I think that keeps him being a very, very good piece. Um, but he's close, right? Like, you could, if you go much more than that, you could ruin the character too. And he also yeah. feels very mm-hmm. much like the comic character. And that's important to me as well, especially in this game. So you don't want to mess that up. So. Anyway, I think we've we've uh, 
talked uh, Dr. Voodoo into the ground enough, and I'm sure that that won't be the last <laughs> time that we do. So uh, let's uh, let's let's bring up our next character, Jared. Who who do you have next? All right. So the second fourth threat I have in my list is Vision. Um, hey, I just love this character. I think that he does just a ton of cool things. He has a good stamina pull. Um, everything with his phasing is really neat. Um, I've played against, actually in the recent Soup Salad TTS League, I had uh, Vision essentially hold down a flank against X-23 Honey Badger and eventually Captain Sam uh, on his own, just being an absolute boss with his five physical defense, uh, holding a Kree core for me. So, um, again, he just he generates solid power. Um, and him being able to uh, be able to throw terrain and enemy characters that are size three for two is, uh, I think it's very strong, and it's medium throw. So I've had that just do absolutely wonderful things for me. And again, with the 1.5 changes of which characters uh, can throw sizes and stuff, that that's kind of shrunk down a little bit more, and having a throw... It seems like a lot of the newer characters, they're putting their superpowers as either a terrain or a character throw. You don't get both. And having one that's uh, both and size three medium is, I, I really value that in the current meta. So I think that he's just a, a super strong character to, to have in your Avengers roster. If you need another fourth rep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's, he's very versatile. Vision's a character that I um, loved whenever he first came out and just the bevy of fourth threats that we've gotten has kind of pushed him away, but he never really got worse. Um, he's always been solid. Um, he's kind of a Swiss Army knife. He has an answer to most things. Um, Brian, what do you think about Vision? He's uh, as solid as his enhanced dense form. Good job, buddy. <laughs> I'm proud of you for pulling that together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our next character, who's who's our fifth character? All right, so coming down to the three threats, we have uh, War Machine. Um, if you guys are familiar with War Machine's cards, I mean it's pretty pretty basic. Um, uh, you'll you'll kind of see a little bit of a of a theme in the list with uh, some damage reduction going on, but uh, yeah, he's just a solid three threat character who has a very good just builder attack. Um, his spender can be real clutch if you're needing to pick somebody up off the table. Uh, he has solid defense lines across the board. Uh, and then just the damage reduction uh, to a minimum one is very strong. I like him uh, specifically because he generates a lot of power, and I actually use War Machine to fuel a lot of my tactics cards because he gets so many, much power, and you you don't really have a whole lot to spend the power on. So. Yeah, I think he's a he's a great power battery for sure, um, and like you said, the the damage reduction is is huge with his his titanium armor plating reducing a a damage by one um, each time that he suffers it. That's that's a good way to um, kind of layer on some of those those le- to those leadership abilities. Right, we were talking about Sam's leadership um, really synergizing well with the tankiness of some Avengers characters, and then Hulkbuster reducing the damage on throws. Um, yeah, no, he he really fits with the list. Brian, what do you what do you think about uh about Mr. Rody here? 
I mean, Rhodey's, uh, Rhodey's pretty cool. Um, I'm personally more excited for what he's... I, I, I don't think Rhodey has the ability to really shine in Avengers. I think the, the affiliation is really bloated with a lot of good characters. But he's in S.H.I.E.L.D., and I think in S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Rhodey is really gonna be an MVP in certain situations, so... Yeah, I'm, he's uh, solid. I definitely, I definitely like him, and I'm looking forward to what he pulls pulls out of his ass in the future. Fair enough. We'll see that uh, here in a few weeks, hopefully. Right? I get to throw mm-hmm. down my electric gauntlet to to Jared. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I got my crow ready. Got my crow ready. <laughs> All right. So that that gets us through Rhodey. What's what's our next character? All right. So next we have Core Iron Man. Um, I, he's just been great. Like, uh, I have found myself, I, I think I've probably played this particular version of this roster now. Uh, we're, we're coming up on about 20 games, uh, just with this roster. Uh, there's been a couple tweaks, uh, but he's just, I, I find myself taking him more often than not. Um, his, I mean, really just the Friday AI going down to two power cost is, uh, uh, that was just all that he needed. He has a good stat line. Um, being able, he also, even though you need a wild trigger for him, being, he can push any size character, which again is uh, super strong. And when you're Friday AI and your repulsor blast attack, the chance of you getting a wild on six is is pretty pretty decent. So he has the invincible Iron Man. So he has his damage reduction there too. So again, just kind of playing into that theme. And uh, we'll get into tactics cards and stuff, but. I love the tactics cards uh, that he can kind of bring to the table now, especially in this roster. So, yeah, he um, I, is the most improved character recently um, between the the changes in the core set and the tactics cards changes um, in the core set and the uh, the whole quest release, um, bringing another tactics card that I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, I just think that he is a, a very, very, um, very, very good character. Brian, what do you think about Iron Man? Cares. Tony's (laughs) like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't care about your repulsor blast. Go get me my package. Uh, (laughs) Marvel Universe, Jeff Bezos, whatever, dude. I... (laughs) Yeah, he's a good character, but I don't care because he's a scumbag, so. Sorry, guys, I was having some headphone issues there. My uh, my feed kind of pulled out there, and I didn't realize it. So, um, yeah, so we're we're not huge Tony Stark fans, as I was saying, but uh, here in the Morgantown group, but uh, we are big fans of the three threat Iron Man model because he is very solid. He does good things. Friday AI was decent at three and disgusting at two. There's there's just not really much like. Two power for two dice, that's strong value. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's hard to hard to argue with that. Well, and with Steve, it's even better. But we're not talking about yeah. Steve today. So, all right, Jared, who are we talking about next? Next is probably one of, I mean, outside of Sam, uh, he might be my favorite character. Like I love putting this guy down the table and that's Luke Cage. Um, he, I mean, he's just great. Like everything he does is great. Too dangerous to ignore the, the taunt is amazing. He lets you have access to heroes for hire, which is an incredible card, especially on him. Uh, he has the damage reduction. He has six health on his healthy side. He has good stat line. Uh, he has a chance to stagger just on his builder and then being able to throw character size three with a spender. I mean, he just, he does everything that I want him to do in a roster. He's just awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought up Luke Cage. I think that he is a very solid addition to most Avengers rosters these days. Um, he's great with, uh, great with Sam. He has the, the tankiness synergy, the too dangerous to ignore is just like, as, like you said, is huge. Um, for a roster that already wants to be annoying and tanky, for them to beat up on somebody, almost get them taken out, and then him to be in range to too dangerous to ignore is just huge to then frustrate the opponent even more. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think he's solid. He has synergy with all three um, Avengers leaders. Um, I think he's just a great Avengers character. Brian, what would uh, you like to talk talk about? Uh, does it have anything to do with... Uh, a holiday? No. Actually. Um, just kidding. A sweet, sweet, sweet Christmas. <laughs> Faked you out, dude. Uh, Got him. What a great name. What a great name for a great attack. There is, like, I can't see a single thing on this card that I would change ever. Like, Power Man rules. Uh, this is... I don't get very many opportunities to play him, but this character is like up there. It's like top three of my favorite designs in the whole game. Just so flavorful and well made, and he's tough, and he does all kinds of cool stuff. He's he's Luke Cage rules. Yeah, he's just, he's amazing. Like I would probably put him up there, at least very high A tier. Maybe S tier for three threat characters. Like I don't, I just, I just love him. He's so good. I would have to do some thinking before I made bold claims like that because I haven't thought about, I just haven't thought about the tier list of characters in a while just because we got such a rapid pace of releases. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many of them now, but I, he's at least, I mean, he's he's a very solid three threat. Um, I I I don't want to debunk you saying that. Let's just put it that way. Um. I've I've put him on the table so many times now, and every time at the end of the game, I'm just like, I love you, I love you so much. <laughs> They're talking to my miniature. Dang. I I think we should do a tier list at some point, uh, just because uh, then people can really know for sure that our opinions are trash. <laughs> maybe maybe we should. Uh, maybe we, maybe we should. Maybe that's an opportunity for us to. To have a, but I feel like that should be like a pseudo live recording thing. Maybe we do it like we do it like after um, after a tournament or something like that. Um, but uh, 
just so we can have I mean, people people throw literal things at us as we uh <laughs> <laughs> i would i would i would rather do mcp smasher pass <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> all right on that note uh we in, have seven characters in case it, in case anyone anyone is wondering smash <laughs> every time um <laughs> all right so uh we're at seven characters who's our who's our eighth character jared all right so it's gonna be oh uh iron fist oh i had so, a feeling we might be hearing about him yeah so uh full disclaimer i don't actually care for iron fist um he he's he's good um he he's a mediocre kind of good i don't know like he does good things he's essentially in this roster uh to threaten iron fist against big targets so you see uh a lot of juggernauts you see a lot of new hulks now um you do see dormammu every once in a while but you see just a lot of very Big threat characters, especially now that uh, all you've got has been banned. So as soon as that was banned, um, you kind of saw a resurgence of, like I said, a lot of the six threat and beefy five threat characters. And he is strictly in this roster just to kind of threaten that if I know I'm going to be going up against like a Hulk or something. So he doesn't come out super often, only in uh, niche circumstances. So. Yeah, I get that for sure. I, I used him in similar, um, as a similar style of tech piece in my Brotherhood list for a while. Um, he's kind of you. You want to use him for to sh- help shut down some of those bigger pieces. He's nice against Corvus. Um, we'll get into the the tactics cards reasons for that, but um, but yeah, he's he's nice for for certain matchups like that for sure. Um, the Heroes for Hire card makes him uh, makes him. F- um, even more fun than than he might be otherwise. Brian, yeah, I do I enjoy. You... Oh no, go ahead, Jared. Sorry. Oh, I was saying I do enjoy. Um, in the times I have brought him, I almost always bring Luke Cage. So being able to put them on opposite flanks and be able to threaten here's for higher on all, all sides of the board is also it plays good mind games with your opponent. Absolutely, for sure. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a good good thing to bring up, Brian. I know that. One of your favorite comic characters is Danny Rand. Um, how about you talk to me about Danny? Oh, that's funny because uh, that's what I was going to say about you. <laughs> I beat you to the punch. See what I did uh, there? We, uh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, because we spend many, we spend hours just talking about like, oh, Danny did this and this issue, and oh, isn't he so great? Man, I wonder if that guy ever wears a shirt. <laughs> we we uh, love him so much that we most of the time refer to him as randy right right randy dan oh randy, randy dan randy dan um yeah i personally i think iron fist is significantly better in the midnight suns but in this he's fine he's a tech piece you you put him on the table to make to make Thanos crap his pants. So well, and his master martial artist in a list that is going to reduce damage or um, 
just be overall tanky in general is is just another layer, right? So yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I think he's solid. So we have two more slots here, Jared. Um, I don't know exactly what your roster looks like, but I have a feeling we might be getting into some unaffiliated options here. So let's uh, let's hear it. Well, you'd be surprised. Uh, the next one is Hawkeye, actually. Oh, okay. Um, he is not a popular choice amongst everybody. People seem to either love him or hate him. Um, I actually was torn between him or Winter Soldier uh, in this roster because I really wanted something that could threaten uh, a far back point because a lot of my characters kind of want to be a little bit more up in the mix. So I wanted a character with uh, good range that I could use to um, just threaten from like a back gamma or a back demon, and I don't care too much that they're sitting back there. Um, And I ended up settling on Hawkeye because... I mean, hook arrow is is really good. Um, the amount of times I've been able to kind of pick up uh, extract on Hawkeye and then just hook arrow run away and just be obnoxious is it's been several times he's been able to do it. Uh, full quiver is just an amazing uh, kind of tech piece, especially when you're rolling five dice. Getting the wild is fairly consistent, and putting slow on like an Angela or a key target is just very very strong. Um, and then he can benefit from the tactics card, like Avengers Assemble and stuff like that. So I, there's a running joke around our LGS that Hawkeye always rolls hot. And at least in the games I've played him, that's true. Like he is just constantly shooting off nukes. So I'm probably a little bit biased on the pick, but yeah, I got Hawkeye in there. All right. Old Quint Barton. Um, I know that Brian is also very affectionate of Quint Barton. Uh, let, let, let's hear Brian's opinion. I I do like Hawkeye. I really do. Um, his the stuff that you can like when you roll hot with him, it is so gross. Uh, and then people walk up to him, and he disappears like a like a wet paper bag. Uh, but in this case, when you have access to Sam, who can airlift him. Hawkeye starts to, like, get really interesting. Yeah, he's super mobile, especially to your point with airlift. He can just go from one end of the board to the other. Yeah, and, like, hook arrow is great. Like, being able to place and then double shoot, really good. And not to mention, you know, every once in a while, you hit hit somebody who's got a weak energy defense and... Hawkeye's, Hawkeye's got their number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that range three place is very similar to his medium move. Um, so effectively getting three actions in a turn. Turns out does not suck. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't have a lot to say other than I wish that he was the more superior version of Hawkeye, um, Kate Bishop. But whatever. I, we, we can't have all the nice things at once. Uh, maybe eventually. Probably we'll soon. So. Let's I can't ahead. imagine. He's not coming soon eh, she has to be i hope so i love her so i mean worst case scenario jason you do own a 3d printer you can fix this I, problem i know and i own multiple kate bishop files um but <laughs> i i also just really want her in the actual game with actual kate bishop rules i don't want to use the have to use the clint barton rules so but 
I will do that if I have to, if I have to wait much longer. <laughs> All right, so we have one more one more uh, character slot here, Jared. Yep, and looking at uh, two threat, we actually are full Avengers in this roster, and we have Black Widow, okay. uh, Core Widow to be specific. So, um, she is in here because two threat really helps me balance out a lot of the lists that I, I build on the table. Uh, she helps me kind of comfortably hit a lot of different point values. Um, I like I said, I've played close to I think twenty games with this particular roster now, and I have probably made attacks with her in like three of them. <laughs> she doesn't do a whole lot of uh, scrapping for me. Um, she's just there to double move and flip different points uh, on the board depending on the crises that we're playing on. She double moves with stealth to be obnoxious and pick up extracts and then be hard to get to. Um, and there have been uh, a good chunk of my games where she's just great to throw in there and be annoying and contest a point and force your opponent to deal with her and have her die just so I can get an easy leadership trigger. So there's been numerous times where uh, maybe my vision or my voodoo or even my Luke Cage for uh, his taunt have kind of been displaced. And I will early in the round just throw her to the wolves, hoping that she gets taken out so I can kind of get a, an easy reposition for myself. So that's her primary role in the roster. She's the Jedi mind trick. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Fair enough. And you just told the world all 20 listeners i think that we got so oh yeah good stuff um brian what do you have to say about black widow she's affiliated too (laughs) that makes her that makes her perfect there you go we do love our affiliated twos here on journey through limbo all right so that gives us a list of 10 characters um yeah yeah that's uh that I can count, I believe. That That is 10. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that gets us to the next portion. Um, tactics cards. Jared, let's uh, let's start at the top. What is your first tactics card? Well, it's got to be Avengers Assemble, right? This card is just uh, one power to advance short on any of my characters because my entire roster is affiliated. I mean, it's just amazing. This is just such a strong card. Uh, there's so many neat things that you can do with it. Uh, it it's just... I don't know. It's pretty self-explanatory, but I mean, it's just an amazing card to have, if, especially if you're playing Avengers. So, well, only if you're playing Avengers. But. Yeah, no, I, I don't have a lot of a lot of bad to say there. It's um, that that card is solid. Um, that is the the first affiliated card to to reach for, right? Um, the uh, yeah, if you're playing Avengers, it, it seems like a reason to play Avengers. Uh, Brian, what do you think about Avengers Assemble? Hard. What? It's not like it's you said hard. I think you got hard. No, it. <laughs> you're playing Avengers. It says Avengers. It's yeah. Okay, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a good card. Okay. <laughs> All I heard was hard, so I literally didn't know if you said card or hard. Like I, I, I legitimately was wondering. Oh. Uh, there is nothing about Avengers Assemble that would get me hard. Okay. So, so you just said Ard. This is another Whatever. 4K reference. Uh, no. Oh, oh God. 
All right. So Avengers Assemble it is. Uh, Jared, what's what's your next card? Uh, so my next card is Advanced R&D. Um, after the changes uh, to where you can't uh, play it uh, if it's not the character's activation, it has changed a little bit of what you can do uh, with the card, but I still like it in the rostered. Uh, for specific situations, like uh, kind of helping me fast track uh, Iron Fist's Iron Fist, Iron Fist. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Um, so just kind of fast tracking that. Um, also giving Sam a power if he needs it for an early airlift is also pretty good in some situations I've found. And uh, on occasion, there are times if I'm needing to put uh, an extra power in Dr. Voodoo to get to that sixth threat value to put the uh, possession token on a high threat character. There's some, some small situations where I found it's useful. And now that we were able to take 10 cards, I still think it's found its place in the roster for small situations. So. Yeah. Sounds good. That's uh, yeah. It, it's a solid card. Um, like you said, it's, it's an enable card. Um, even with the changes, it's still, still a solid enabler. Brian, I, I think you also like advanced R&D. Yeah, and this list has multiple good advanced R&D targets. Seems like a slam dunk. Yeah, there we go. So that, what, what's our third card, Jared? It's uh, Bird of Prey, which is a Sam Wilson-specific card. Uh, for those of you who may not know what it does, it's a uh, two-power cost uh card that when sam targets an enemy character that's flight he gets three dice uh to his attack pool and they lose flight for the round so uh when you pair that with his um spender red wing assault it takes it up to a nine dice attack uh that throws size three characters short and then it lets him place within two but it has to do damage in order to get the throw so if it's toward the end of the game and you're really wanting to knock a character off a point or maybe uh throw two characters into one another to try to get a key days and then get a good reposition for Sam. Uh, I, I just think it's a pretty strong card for him to take. And then them losing flight also can be relevant in certain situations. So. Yeah, for sure. It's a super solid card. Um, super offensive card. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, don't have anything bad to say about it. Brian, tear it apart. Yeah. Cacaw. It's a bird. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough all right what's our fourth tactics card jared it's gonna be blind obsession oh, my. Uh, my man going all so, in on the offense uh so in general i i do by nature uh even though my so where my roster is innately very tanky um i have a lot of characters with damage reductions and counting blanks and stuff like that i've chosen to go the path of violence in my tactics cards because um, I don't really feel like I need to double down on any more defense uh, in it and there is a certain point where I do want uh, my characters to be days so I can get good leadership triggers so uh, you, you'll see uh, quite a few offensive cards uh, in, in the tactics cards list but I, I really like this card because it, it does actually add to the tankiness a little bit uh, I like it when you get in those odd situations uh, where you have one or two people pairing off on a flank. Um, and I have a lot of good cheap characters to use it on, like uh, Hawkeye. 
I really like playing it on him, getting uh, seven dice builders against a particular nasty target to try to debuff him. And then he, uh, if he gets the negatives and somebody comes over to hit him, like I don't care too much because it's Hawkeye, you know. So right. I like it on some of my paper characters and, like I said, ones that are holding down a flank. So it's better to take out Hawkeye than uh, Sam, right? So. Yep. All right, Brian. What what do you think about Blindness Obsession? Uh, yeah, good card. Very aggressive. Love it. I good play cards it are good, right? all the time. I play it so much. Here's the real question, Jared. Which art do mm-hmm. you use? Do you have the the regular art or the sweet sweet alt art? I only have the regular art. Oh my, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I know. It's a way to kick me when I'm down, man. <laughs> I do what I can. Like, <laughs> like you you're gonna you're gonna like talk trash that he doesn't have the better art, but you needed to buy the spider-man diorama like you know so you had to buy the better you... spider-man and doc ock sculpt too yeah okay we're, we're not all we're not all here. made of we're not all made of money here i'm a teacher you, you your... know it i'm not get... made of money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you should you should make you should make better use of what little cash you have wow okay <laughs> I probably will have the alt art eventually because those models are amazing. Yeah, they're gorgeous. And in my old age, I, I'm actually I do enjoy sitting down and just painting. So <laughs> I, I probably will like to have that just as a nice little display piece. So eventually I'll get it, but not now, Jason. <laughs> Dang. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, pardon me for wanting you to have the sweet alt art. <laughs> I that alt art is so sweet that I made Brian's roommate Darius buy it just by showing it to him. Wow! Yeah. The whole diorama that's, that's, because that because of the Doc Ock blind obsession. So one thing that is nice is uh, when you put together the platform, we use it as a size four. Uh, so it's a it's an, an, a size four that's a little easier to carry around. Yeah, that's it's awesome. a real yeah, sweet, that's a good idea. real sweet terrain piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so so far we have advanced R and D, Avengers Assemble, Bird of Prey, and Blind Obsession. What is our fifth tactics card, Jared? Let's get more violent. Choose better rivals. Better rivals, mm. my yeah. double yeah. down. Uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, for my first restricted card, it's just really strong. It gives them one less die on attack rolls. Uh, but I don't. I don't so much care about that. I, I like it on. Uh, I like it on certain E shaped scenarios and C shapes where I can get a lot of good benefit out of it and get a few key dazes. So. Yeah, whenever people are bunched up, that makes sense. Brian, I know you're a big Bitter Rivals fan. Sometimes you wake up and you choose violence, and this card is perfect for it. That is true. All right. Not not anything bad to say about Bitter Rivals. It was so good, it got added to the restricted list. All right, mm-hmm. so we're halfway there on the tactics cards. What uh, What's our, yeah. our start of the next half here, Jared? No, I know I said that it was a lot of violence in this, but I do have a little bit of defense in it, and that comes in the form of Disarm. So it's a really good card, and I typically, as I kind of mentioned with like Hulkbuster and uh, Vision and stuff like that, like displacing some of these larger uh, threat models, that's typically what I like to do with the list, especially with Hulkbuster, is 
displace these big threats and try my best to deal with everything else. And one of the ways that I try to help control some of the things that might advance the state of the game quicker than I want to on my side is to disarm uh, like a Hulk or a Corvus or something like that. So that's where disarm comes in. Yeah, disarms a. I um, I've, I've come to really enjoy it for um, playing with my web warriors. I've I've been toying around with a, a weird web warriors list, and um, that card um, is huge for for affiliations like that. And if you're playing like like you said, like your Sam leadership style or like that side of the list, um, and you don't have the bigger beefier pieces, um, it can help uh, buy you some time, right? Um, it can help buy you some time on a Hulk or a Magneto. That's my least favorite mm-hmm. thing playing Brotherhood is when my Magneto gets disarmed. It's like makes me want to jump throw some the things side huh? of the table. So. <laughs> You're not the only one with terrible jokes. I got it. <laughs> Big ol' oof. All right, Brian, talk about disarm. I scoop. <laughs> I like having arms and I don't like him taking away. I hate Dang. Dang. Uh, this arm? More like that arm. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my. <laughs> he said disarm, not distract. Um, all right. So uh, uh, let, let's save ourselves from our bad jokes. Um, Taxis card number seven. <laughs> Uh, it's field dressing. Um, I just think it's uh, pretty strong, especially in uh, Sam's leadership. Just uh, removing a day's token off somebody and just healing the one damage and then making them daze that person again and then getting yourself an extra leadership trigger is just uh, its really good. Then also your characters, a lot of them do get dazed, especially when you go super wide and have some of the cheaper characters. So being able to get some value out of somebody that's just been taken out is just always really strong. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, the the Sam heals definitely help you get a little bit more mileage out of that than uh, than some people or some uh, lists otherwise would. Um, yeah, Brian, what do you think about field dressing? I go back and forth on fleet of field dressing all the time. Uh, I'm gonna withhold. I'm gonna withhold my thoughts on it for now. Okay, fair enough. Jared, what's tactics card number eight? So these last three these these are my, these are my favorite cards. Oh, I here take we go. these. I take these a lot. Uh, I would say in a majority of my games, these three always manage to sneak their way in. Uh, the first one's here is for hire. Just a beloved card everybody uh-huh. if you're playing it if you're playing against it you hate it but uh just a really strong card and i have both luke cage i and iron fist in there so i'm always going to be able to get value out of this so yeah that's this is the card that makes me love iron fist um i love playing him like he, he's an intriguing character just for um the iron fist attack but the what the glue that really brings it together is the heroes for higher card um yeah, the, the throw off of it, if uh, they don't daze you, um, it's really hard. I was talking about Corvus earlier. I used to use, uh, well, and I still do include Iron Fist and Heroes for Hire in my Brotherhood roster. Um, because um, the throw, if they don't daze 
Iron Fist off the bodyguard, um, throws them away short. Um, that displacement can be a big, big deal for Corvus. Um, so yeah, um, him being a boogeyman, I think it's a, it's important to bring up for Heroes for Hire. What do you think about Heroes for Hire, Brian? Card rules. That's a that's another slam dunk. We just we're just uh you know, uh, I don't know basketball. I don't know basketball to do a basketball reference here. <laughs> so. Okay. Jason, you got a Jason, you got a basketball reference for us? Uh, well, we 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 already called it a slam dunk, um, so. No, something a little something a little more you know, a little more specific. Um, I don't, I I I, I have nothing. <laughs> An alley oop, <laughs> slam dunk. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, I got nothing, man. Move on. Let's just t- move on. At ten thirty on a on a Tuesday, I'm I'm struggling. So. Uh, all right so what's our what's our nine uh our, our ninth tactics card here i have a guess that's Heli- helios laser bombardment there it is there it is uh, the uh the I epic jason special I, I love it i love it so much it's just done i've i love this card in the good times and the bad times like i've <laughs> I've rolled, you know, uh, 19 dice attack and made my opponent pick up their their leader on the other side of the board. I've thrown 20 dice attacks and taken out hulks and she-hulks. And then I've also thrown, like, 20 dice attacks and rolled nine hits. <laughs> so, or, or less. And then they block most of it. So, it's definitely, it's got its pros and it can whiff on you, but... The consistency is there more often than not, and you can, if you manage to daze a piece, uh, usually in round three or round four, uh, daze a key piece on the opponent side, you can use Helios Laser and just pretty much get an instant pickup, and it's it's glorious. I love it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's just a great card. Um, the amount of damage that you can push out um, is really good, and you have a lot of characters in your roster that are very um, power battery-esque. We talked about War Machine, um, but Vision can um, end up with a lot of power on him. Now, he likes to spin mm-hmm. it sometimes, but he still ends up with a lot of power on him. Um, Black Widow ends up with a lot of excess power. Um, so, yeah, now it's uh, Hawkeye is another character. Um, so, yeah, you've got a lot of people to donate to the, to the cause there. Brian, what do you think about Helios Laser Bombardment? I've, I've heard that hate, you really like that. it. I hate, I hate that stupid laser. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. <laughs> You're a coward. Fight me. Don't Brian. shoot me from space. Cowardice. <laughs> Brian, what, what, was your, what was your latest casualty to Helios Laser? Uh, the most recent one? was uh electra she just got blasted off the face of the earth and melted poor electra prior to that was bullseye for some reason <laughs> but didn't that win him the game it's not it's not relevant <laughs> fair enough all right so what's our last card there jared it's uh ricochet blast Ricochet Blast. I knew it. I'd already added it. Yep. Talk to us about Ricochet uh, Blast. So it requires uh, Iron Man. 
and Captain America, which Captain America counts for both Steve and Sam. Uh, so I can always play it, and uh, as long as Iron Man's within four of Captain America, uh, they both pay one, which this actually got changed with the 1.5 rules update, so it used to cost two each, I think. Now it just costs one each, so it's super affordable. And while you're within four, you measure off Captain America. It's a range four, seven dice energy attack, and Iron Man can re-roll any number of the attack dice, which is huge. So for three power on Iron Man, he can Friday AI... Uh, this ricochet blast for a nine dice energy attack that has reroll any number. And it is, uh, if you play very much with Captain Marvel and use her energy blast attack, even on four dice or six dice, whenever she's uh, in binary, getting reroll any number is just an insane ability for this game, especially where this game, the dice tend to lead more toward offense than defense. Uh, it's just so consistent to get a lot of hits and push a lot of damage through and it's another key card that i have in my roster um in addition to like helios laser to kind of just instantly try to remove a model off the table after they've been dazed or to get a key daze on a target if it's going to help me win the game so yeah yeah no I'd, it's like you said it's incredibly consistent and this card actually scares me more than helios laser um, oh yeah 100 percent. helios laser like I, you know, it's coming. Like, it's a little bit easier to just, like, know kind of when it's going to come in the game and things like that. But Ricochet Blast is, um, it just scares me. It's a really, really solid card. Brian, what do you think of Ricochet Blast? Pretty good. Uh, uh, I've done enough uh, hitting people with bow staffs to know that rerolling all the dice on attack is very strong. Yeah, it turns out rerolls are pretty good, right? Mm, imagine that. All right, so that that uh oh, go ahead, Jared. I was just share a, a fun story. We're talking about Helios Laser, talking yeah. about the the highs and the lows. I think right when I bought Hulkbuster and I just got this card, so it was my first couple games with him uh, playing this. I think I was actually just using Court Iron Man in this card. I had played a game against a local who was playing uh, Steve Avengers, and I had spent an entire round trying to attrition down his Hulk. And I got Hulk up to 11 damage on him. So I think he had 9 HP. And I had taken everything into account on the board and uh, put a 20-some dice attack into him, looking for the 9 damage to push through, uh -huh. which math says should have went through, right? So I was pretty confident. I was excited I was going to remove this huge piece. And... I took everything into account except for Okoye being behind Hulk with one power. <laughs> and I was like, she's only got one power. Fine. Didn't take into account Cap's leadership and threw a 22 dice Helios laser into this Hulk for Okoye to bodyguard. <laughs> but let me tell you, I, kick, I kicked her ass. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Okoye is no more vaporized. Yeah, I vaporized her, but she, I felt real bad after. She went to see the ancestors. Um, wow, that's yeah. um, and then Hulk made me see mine. So <laughs> that's fair. Um, wow, that's a big old oof. It's almost like yep. um, yeah, it's almost like having a honey badger do a two dangerous to ignore against an, an iron fist attack, but. We wouldn't know oh, yeah. anything about that. Um, that's never <laughs> happened to anyone in this chat. So, um, 
All right, so <laughs> we've got it. So, like, here's the thing, Jared. We we put these like subtle like jabs and references to games that we've had throughout the week. They always include like one of our newer guys. His name is also Jason. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, we have the naming convention. We've gone. I'm I'm Prime Jason. He's Epic Jason um, for the the War Machine um, naming uh, continuity there. Um, anyway, so so Epic Jason. Um, Usually provides us with a, a funny story like that, so we have to get the subtle jabs in there. <laughs> Hi, Epic Jason. All right, so uh, also, also a funny story. I'm pretty sure uh, if my remem- if my memory is correct, Hulk literally dodged a Helios laser in Immortal Hulk. He did. He did. That is that, that is accurate. Um, Very thematic. But but that one wasn't eaten by a koye, so. Well, you know, they can't all be perfect. True. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our secure crises. Um, Jared, how we've been doing these is we'll go ahead and list the three crises, and then we'll kind of let you talk about them as a grouping. I think it's important to talk about them as a group, um, and then we'll we'll each kind of kind of discuss them, and then we'll move on to the the uh, extracts. Okay, so for my secure crises, I have uh, Riot Sparks over Extremis. Uh, Sword establishes uh, based on Moon's Blue Area and Mutant Madmen. So uh, the logic behind these three uh, for Riot Sparks is I typically find, at least from my point of view, that there aren't a crazy amount of affiliations that enjoy the D shape. Um, I feel like it's D-Shape is one that Sam can play pretty well, especially if he goes wide. Um, it's easy to kind of make those rotations, especially with some of the long movers that I have. Um, and that's a key one. Like I said, I like to play Hawkeye and who can sit on that that back D point and influence the right or left side of the board. Um, and then the healing just makes everything a little bit more extra obnoxious, especially when you're dealing with Sam. I think that the it's more valuable for me than it is my opponent. So, uh, and then Swords. Uh, sword... I actually really hate this scenario. I don't like things coming down to uh, the 50-50 flips. Um, I've had a lot more games than I should have uh, kind of come down to one or two key flips. And I, I think it's a little bit more of a negative scenario to play, but I think that Sam plays it really well. So it, it is in my roster. Uh, I can go pretty wide, especially if you play 14. And it's in there specifically to kind of threaten 14 because, again, there's not a lot of affiliations that enjoy playing that. So um, I can go pretty wide on it and get a lot of chances to flip. And then the push that you get if you control more in addition to the three VPs, it plays into the kind of controlling my opponent's big pieces uh, really well, just getting an extra push on them. And then uh, Mutant Madman, I, I really like this one just because I have so many four physical uh, threat characters in my roster. I think... A lot of them are sitting at four. Um, so it's just really easy to flip. Um, and I can have Iron Man or Hawkeye kind of sit on the back B points and just uh, shoot the other side of the board while a lot of my more tanky characters push up with their four physical defense and threaten to flip those every turn. So, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, solid reasoning there. You have uh, – now, you have three – uh, pretty different point totals there. You have a 17, a 14, and an 18. Mm-hmm. Does that do, do your point total? So some people that factors big into their scenario um, selection. Some people it doesn't. Does that play into any of your your thought process at all, or do you not really care about the numbers? 
17 is is pretty pretty common uh just the shape of riot is what kind of leads me to that i at least in some of the other rosters that i've played people are really uncomfortable playing 14 and 18 it seems like um there's a lot of it seems like 14 16 18 can kind of lead some affiliations to kind of make odd choices whenever they're playing so um, in addition to just how the crises work, I, I really enjoy uh, 14 and 18, not so much for me, but be, I, I can build them both uh, fairly comfortably, but because it also, I think, kind of messes with my opponent's uh, roster construction at the table a little bit more. Yeah, that's important as well, for sure. Okay. Well, what about, what about your extracts? Let's talk about your extracts. So I have uh, Research Station, uh, Spider Infected, and uh, hammers so fear grips world um research station is there because uh, i actually really like playing hulkbuster on research station um that's one that if criminal Seneca specifically get onto uh you can just park his big ass on top of it pushing people off and he's really hard for them to displace and you also have so many characters that you can swarm it uh relatively comfortably and i have a decent amount of uh character pushes and throws as well so I really like it, and again, 16 points is one that I find some some people kind of have a hard time uh, building that they don't have a very good roster for 16. It helps me out. Uh, Spider Infected. A lot of people don't like to play this one, and I don't have a particular strategy for like a lawn mover to go in the middle and take uh, the middle Spider Infected away from me, but I feel like um, Sam kind of wants a little bit more higher scoring point uh, scenarios and a lot of affiliations don't care for spider infected and it also plays into the kind of controlling my opponent's pieces a little bit more so if they happen to pick something up with a character that's a little bit higher value uh, my character is being pushed around by the spider infected I don't care so much about like I'm fine if you push me but other characters on my opponent's side really don't seem to care for the push at least some of them so I think it kind of plays into me a little bit better where I don't care so much, but maybe it affects my opponent. And then uh, Fear Grips World, this is actually one that I'm not 100% sold on. I don't know that I like it being in the roster, but uh, I, I enjoy, I mean, everybody enjoys playing Hammers. My main strategy for it is 18 points, again, is a lot of people can play for 18, but it is kind of one of those weirder uh, point values. And I usually will take Voodoo on one like this to uh, play him on a flank and move up and maybe get an attack and cause my opponent to drop their hammer. So I hope that I can at least go 2-1 against them uh, whenever we're playing. So Yeah, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think all three of those synergize very well with your roster. Well, folks, that's a list. So that gets us to our next uh, portion of the show, which is some, some feedback and suggestions. Um, Jared has just prevented us with a very good and thematic roster. Um, so Brian and I kind of get to add our suggestions. Brian, if you don't care, I'd, I'd like to go first, and then uh, I'll let you have at it. What do you think? Oh Yeah, please please do. Okay, so Jared, um, I, I am uh, going to just give feedback on a couple things here, um, just some yeah. things that cross my mind. Um, if we look at the characters, so I, uh, I had two characters come to my mind that, that might be some cool considerations. Um, one of them, I will say, is an unaffiliated option. Um, but in the two-threat slot, I thought about a Koye. 
Um, just because she synergizes well with the tankiness of your list. Um, she uh, has martial artist. Um, she also gets that defensive reroll. So she does um, synergize some with the uh, with the tanky side of the roster. Um, she doesn't get that um, throwaway stuff that you get with uh, with Black Widow, but she also adds another bodyguard, which can be pesky. Um, so it was just a thought. Then the other one is an Avengers affiliated character, and it's Miss Marvel. Um, I'm I'm a big Miss Marvel fan, and I think that um, she is also surprisingly tanky with her Inhumans reroll. Um, and also is extremely offensive. Um, so if you, you really like your offensive characters um, and your, your blind obsession, she's a hilarious blind obsession target. Oh. Those are very good picks. Yeah, Okoye is definitely a consideration. Like you said, she just adds to the overall tankiness. And there have been times where I wish that I had had a second two threat just to go like obnoxiously wide. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miss Marvel, I actually have not had a chance to put her on the table yet. But I could see where she could be very good in this. I I will promise you, whatever thoughts you have about Miss Marvel, you are going to be surprised whenever you put her on the table. Um, now, who would you, if I could ask, who who would you sub out? You think? Um, that's for that's Ms. the Marvel? tough part. Um, the I would consider either a just now. I don't play the roster, um, so that's that's the the thing. So I don't know exactly what your um what your main picks are just outside of what, what we've talked about. Um, but I would say she wouldn't be awful taking Hawkeye's spot because mm-hmm. of the way that her transform works. And then that range three on that big base, she has almost the same reach that Hawkeye does just without the, um, without hook era. So if you take out the hook era thought, she, she has about the same amount of range um, to, to transform and then come back at the end of her activation. Um, yeah, fair. So that that's a thought, um, and then the other thought would be maybe War Machine, but she's not as much of a battery as War Machine. So, um, gotcha. But yeah, uh, but she she's a character that I love. Um, it's it's hard for me to talk about any affiliation she's in without uh without bringing her up. Then the other thing that I wanted to bring up was was actually a tactics card choice. Uh, or okay. not a ta- not a tactics card. I'm sorry, a secure crisis choice. Um, gotcha. And it's Infinity Formula. Um, I don't know which uh, which card I would necessarily take out, maybe Sword Base, um, but I really like Infinity Formula for your list because of Helios Laser. It lets you amp that up really, really quick, um, mm-hmm. and and it gives you more power to spend on, on some of those expensive cards. But if you like the B okay. shape with uh, with Mutant Madman, I I don't know. I think I think it's pretty cool. Pretty cool thing. Um, not not advice you have to take, but uh, it it was something that came to my mind as we were building the roster. That um, it, it's a scenario that I really like for that reason. Um, so I would definitely replace sword. Like I said, I I do dislike sword. It's only in there because I think it like my roster can do well on it. But uh, Infinity Form is actually a really good one. Being able to Friday AI like every single round is yeah. pretty good, like guaranteed. So yeah, it's it's perfect for that type of stuff. Um, Give Sam more power to mess around with his stuff with airlift and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those were the the two suggestions I that well three suggestions that kind of popped in my head as we were building the roster. Brian, what what do you have for Jared? So to echo some of your stuff, I also wrote down swapping sword for infinity formula for hey. pretty much for pretty much the same reason. 
Um, everything else looked fine. I think spider infected is a little suspect. I think I don't, I couldn't put my finger on exactly why I don't like it, but I think it's also totally fine considering the stable of crisis cards that we have access to. Um, and also I don't think, I don't think you would want to play cubes. Cubes feels weird. I don't think it, benefits you in any way were over spider infect i don't know i'm just gonna stop talking about it uh my main suggestions so let's do uh the character suggestion uh i kind of hate war machine in this list okay i he like i like the beam on the builder but personally now uh it's kind of a fun coincidence, but the character that I would swap in also starts with a W. It's Wasp. Ooh, okay. That's spicy. Uh, Wasp is affiliated. Her transform makes her super tanky. She can really put the bricks on people. I think she kicks ass. She gives you a little more access to energy. Uh, I, think, I think Wasp has a slot in here. I'm not sure where it is. I mean, hell, it might be a it might be Randy Dan's spot if we're being real. Uh, even though, like, yeah, it's nice to have the Iron Fist against Dormammu and Big Boys, but also Big Boys can get overwhelmed by going wide, and you're playing higher scoring scenarios, so you can just kind of like outmaneuver them. Mm-hmm. There's there's some experimentation to be made. But I think Wasp should definitely be considered for this list. Okay, cool. Uh, and then I've got a couple of suggestions on tactics cards. So the first thing is disarm, get it out of here. You know what needs to be in there? Marked for death. Oh, okay. Uh, it costs the same amount, but inst- you know who cares about putting the putting the other person down a an off a def, an offense die put them down a defense die it's not down a, their... it's not down a defense die but it takes away the rerolls well yeah whatever crush their face with it who cares <laughs> uh, uh in a world where black cat is running around everywhere i actually do really like uh, mark for death yeah that stealth removing her stealth is huge and making her yeah. speed short is yeah. <laughs> that's good <laughs> yes that too um, I'm also, boy, do I feel weird about field dressing. I think field dressing is inherently a, I'm on, like, I'm on the back foot kind of card. I think I'd rather see med pack or maybe patch up. Actually, I think I'd want to see patch up because dropping a patch up on a Hulkbuster that's taken a bunch of damage is insanely demoralizing. Yeah, I could see that, definitely. I, I think I have... So I've actually... I've not tried patch up in the roster, but I actually have had med pack uh, both subbed in for field dressing and then actually subbed in for bitter rivals. Um, and I I think I just kind of leaned more toward field dressing um, just for that extra like leadership trigger. Mm. Uh, I put a lot of value into that, but do you think that you would sub bitter rivals or you would sub field dressing? You think you would sub field dressing uh, for that pack? 
I think Bitter Rivals is too good in something that wants to punch. I would probably go with Patch Up. You're you're you have got multiple characters that have, that are basically power batteries. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not dropping War Machine, War Machine can pay for it. Hawkeye can pay for it. Uh, Doctor Voodoo can pay for it in certain instances. That's a lot of solid targets. Okay. It's, I don't know if, uh, there's definitely a lot of personal choice that goes into a lot of these picks, but I think it's definitely worth experimentation to see how it fits with the way that you like to play the game. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, and then I've got a couple of things to consider. Um, not necessarily saying that they should go in the list, but these are things that I think would be worth thinking about. Uh, no, card number one is no matter the cost. You Ooh, got a lot okay. of you got a lot of tanky boys, and they got some big stenders, and uh, you know what's better than expensive spenders, cheap spenders. This is that's fair. Uh, I actually really like that, especially on uh, like a riot. If I if I pull riot, being able to heal a little bit of that back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it means your Red Wing Assault is now one cost. That can be very good. In in, a, in combination with a Bird of Prey, that can get you over the hump quite quick. Uh, free Staff of Legba isn't bad at all. Yeah, that's probably the grossest. Well, I don't know if it's the grossest. It's one of the grossest spenders. Yeah. In the roster, yeah. you take uh, Iron Fist out of there. Yeah, and then also, obviously, a cheap Iron Fist is good too. But there's a, I think, I mean, hell, one cost week Christmas, hell yeah. Uh, but there's just uh, Synthesoid Avenger is also a great target. Like that would be pretty crazy as well. Um, but yeah, regardless, I think no matter the cost, I don't know where it goes. Uh, Maybe I don't know. Ricochet Blast is really good. Yeah. Maybe sub R and D. R and D is a little bit more niche in the roster than. Uh, maybe I uh, I'm not sure to be honest. Um, but I think that is a card that is super good. Okay. Uh, and one thing now this one is very suspect. Uh, and feel free to shoot this down. But this is a card that I've been experimenting with recently that I think is super super cool. Versatile strategy. Oh, okay. Uh, there are definitely games. Now, you don't necessarily even have to take it, but if your if your opponent is looking at your list and thinking, "Oh God, he can swap," a fill like leadership abilities. That's actually kind of good. It makes the it makes the list build it makes the roster building section much more difficult on your opponent if i had steven here i think having like the option to go three different ways the mm. versatile strategy may be really good i think in some of the matchups i don't know because you'd have to take both Cap and Hulkbuster, and that doesn't happen for me too often, so maybe in this particular roster. Yeah, I don't know that, is, that is kind it. of where it breaks down. But if yeah, I had to leave, I could see it. 
Yeah, I, I would have to agree. It's definitely it's it's certainly a build around card. It's more just you know play play a handful more games, keep it in the back of your mind, see if there might be a world in which it slots. It probably won't. It's really more of a it's really more of a criminal syndicate card if we're being real. I think criminal syndicate and also uh, web warriors. Actually, oh yeah, really, really definitely. Like yeah. Um, but to summarize, my picks are marked for death over disarm, uh, patch up over field dressing, and then no matter the cost, in there somewhere. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, that uh, that that kind of gives us our the end of our feedback section. We're going a little bit long here, so we. Need to wrap up here in the next couple minutes. Brian, how about you take us to our quick last final uh, commercial break before we hit our comic section? All right, of course. This week's comic book recommendation section comes from, comes to you from the fine people at Snicked Cola. Can't get wasted but want to drink like the Wolverine? Drink Snicked Cola. Ask for it where Labatt Blue is also sold. Uh, by the way, this product has nothing to do with Logan, and a single adamantium claw pressed against my throat has nothing to do with that uh, clarification. I love it. Thank you, Snicked Cola, and your sponsorship. Uh, I hope you pay us more than Brad. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so here's our comic book recommendation um, segment. Uh, Brian and I, I decided to take the Hulkbuster um, side of the recommendation. Brian uh, is going to handle the Sam Wilson side. Um, so, I'll kick things off here. I chose the um, Iron Man Director of S.H.I.E.L.D., specifically issues 19 and 20. Um, it's a World War Hulk tie-in comic by Christos Cage. Um, the penciler is Butch uh, Juice, and the colorist is Dean White. Um, this is a, uh, like I said, it's a World War Hulk tie-in comic. Um I don't need to say a whole lot more than that. Um, it features uh, Iron Man in the Hulkbuster armor, battling out with Hulk uh, throughout two issues. Um, you get a little bit of the lead-in in issue 19, um, but issue 20 is is the is more of the battle. Um, but yeah, uh, Hulk, the Hulkbuster armor uh, is heavily featured there. That's kind of where you get some of the imagery that you associate with the uh, Hulkbuster armor from the MCU. Um, so yeah, it's definitely the the whole World War Hulk storyline. It's like a thirty issue. If you want to read the entire story, it's about thirty issues. Um, but it's well worth. It's one of the best comic book runs um, of recent times. I say recent in air quotes because it's from the early two thousands. Um, so that shows my age a little bit. But uh, but yeah yeah, I I highly recommend that that uh, storyline, especially those two issues. If you're you're a big Hulkbuster fan. It, it'll be a fun read. Brian, what do you have to tell us about Sam? Uh, the book that I picked this week is all new Captain America, specifically from 2014. And I have to say 2014 because there are a lot of books named all new Captain America. Facts. Uh, this is a fantastic Sam Wilson story. It's a mini series. It's only six issues. Uh, and I think if they make a, you know, Falcons in the MCU right now and is probably going to be permanently in the Captain America slot. And if they're going to make a Captain America Falcon movie, it should be based on this run. 
it's right when uh, Sam gets the shield. He jumps right in head first, beats up some Nazis, uh, saves the world. It has this really wonderful, deep characterization of Sam as a person. You get to know who he is, what motivates him, why he wants to be Cap so much. Uh, Nomad is also there. Uh, And then, like, there's, like, one line where, you know, whatever... Steve's fake kid is like, I wish I was Captain America. Instead, I'm the nomad and I shoot people. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it's stupid. He shouldn't have even been there. Uh, if they turn this into a movie, cut that character. He sucks. Um, yeah. Not if they give him that voice. They give him that yeah. voice, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, this was written by Rick Remender, if that's something that tickles your fancy. Okay. That's a solid, solid recommendation. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I guess this is where we need to start to close out the show. Um, Jared, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, I'd like to yeah, give you a moment cool. to, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Anytime, you're always welcome. Um, I would like to uh, give you a second though to plug your, plug your uh, YouTube channel one more time. We're we're featured on your network, but I want to make sure that you get to talk about the YouTube channel in case people happen to be listening to this and don't don't know about that yeah so uh again i help maintain the crit hit wild channel uh you can find us on youtube um it's crit dash hit dash wild i think is the best way to to find it but um we do our best to post uh weekly games um we're pretty consistent about having one to two games up a week uh, whenever we get a chance to record but um, yeah, just uh, live, uncut games of MCP being played in person. I know there's a lot of TTS content out there, but if you're looking for something a little bit more, uh, I guess, real, <laughs> it's like a, the, a terrible way to say it. But if you're looking for just uh, just uncut footage, uh, we post a lot of stuff from our tournaments uh, on there. And then we also kind of do a weekly podcast slash character review, um, which I mean, if you're finding Journey Through Limbo, you've probably already found that. But uh, yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah, thanks again for having us. Brian, do you have any closing uh, thoughts? Um, Tony sucks. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, so one uh, one last plug. Uh, we have we now have our Twitter up and running. It's at JTLcast. Um, it has a whopping one follower. It's so new. That one follower may or may not be me. Um, so please uh, check that out. Um, get us some retweets. Get us some follows. Um, try to help us get the name out there a bit. Um, you can also, if you have any feedback, you can reach out to us there on the Twitter. Or you can um, check us out at GTLcast at, or JTLcast, sorry, at gmail.com. Oh, yep. it's Cerebro yes. with an ass all over again. I, it is. It is. It, it's the J at the beginning and then the G in the mail that, that got me. So the... Um, but yes, our, our email address is jtlcast at gmail.com. That is jtlcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's a cast. Thanks again, fellas, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, guys. See you, nerds.